Park Hopping Podcast number 19. Another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yeah, anyone can have their own podcast. Look for an explosion of podcasts this next week. Uh, Apple Computers just announced an update to their GarageBand software, which um, is geared for podcasting now, making it even easier. I'll probably go pick a copy up myself tomorrow or as soon as it shows up at the local stores, and uh, we'll see if that's true. So if you don't hear from me for a while, uh, assume that I couldn't figure out how to run the new stuff. Well, previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, I spent another show talking about Disney's Fast Pass ride reservation system, including some of the growing pains and challenges faced by the theme parks when they implemented this uh, back in the mid to late 1990s. Today, I'm going to return to the original goal of the Park Hopping Podcast, and we're going to do a little park hopping over to Epcot. Well, unfortunately, it's not going to be the Epcot that Walt Disney had planned, but it will be the Epcot that I fell in love with back when I visited it in 1982. Actually, I guess it was 1983, because 82 was the trip that I went out there with my my dad, and we got to actually see the park taking the monorail tour before it was actually open. So, um, okay, 1983. Actually, this isn't going to be the Epcot from 1983 because the subject of today's podcast, the long-gone attraction called Horizons, didn't open until a year after Epcot opened. Well, it's hard to imagine, but there was a time when the Epcot theme park was actually filled with all kinds of themed educational pavilions, each one dedicated to a different concept. We still have Spaceship Earth, themed to communication, and we still have Wonders of Life, for now, themed to health. But we used to have Horizons, which was themed to, well, I guess the future, as well as World of Motion, themed to the history of transportation. There's a lot of the classic Epcot attractions that are either gone are going away soon, or have been altered somewhat over the last couple of years, but I have a fond place in my heart for the original Horizons attraction, which was at the park from around, let's see, I guess from 1983 until it closed um, at the end of 98 or the beginning of uh, 99, something like that. Now, Horizons, which was sponsored by General Electric, was actually the only attraction in Epcot that really represented what Epcot was supposed to be about, future living. Now, of course, I don't mean the planned community that Walt wanted to build, but the original goals of the Epcot Park were pretty much all tied together in this uh, Omnimover dark ride called Horizons. Horizons, which today is the location of Mission Space, was a very, very interesting ride that basically followed a family with different members of the the extended family living and uh, working in the desert, at the bottom of the ocean, or in space. And it kind of talked about the future of one day we might live in space, we might live at the bottom of the ocean, or be able to farm in the middle of the desert, things like that. And it had a very unique aspect to the attraction, where at the very end, the vehicles, which could seat four people, had little panels in front of them that would light up with buttons, and you would choose each person would choose the uh the destination they wanted to use whether they wanted to fly back through space desert or underwater and the vehicle would be enclosed and you'd kind of see a little choose your own ending projection just for your vehicle so it was kind of a the very first interactive attraction when you think of it that way Horizons was really a classic Disney theme park attraction. When we think of the Disney theme parks, we think of riding through highly detailed scenes, seeing audio animatronic figures acting out 
the various scenes that we're going through. And Horizons was certainly filled with animatronics. Nothing mind-blowing, no really advanced animatronics. There was no Pirates of the Caribbean auctioneer, but it was a very interesting um, ride. And there were some, some details about it that I learned after the ride was being shut down. There was a lot of thought put into the design of the attraction, and certain scenes had a lot of science behind them. For instance, they actually designed... A, uh, a fruit hybrid that was supposed to be growing out in the desert. And when you'd go through this scene, you'd smell the scent of what basically smelled like orange. But it was an actual hybrid plant that they, they dreamt up for the attraction. I don't know how it was pronounced, but it was oranges with an L in front of it. Oranges, something like that. It was supposed to be a cross between like a lime and an orange. And there was other scenes on the uh, futuristic living room, and there were all these various types of plants growing around in planters, and these were actually supposed to be real, um, you know, green plants that, that would have existed or could have existed. Very much like when, I guess, to give you a geeky example, when the Star Trek movies came out, or even some of the Star Wars films, you know, they invented the language for the Klingons to speak, or the aliens in George Lucas's universe. And then Epcot, of course, put a lot of attention to detail and things like that. But as a child growing up and, and seeing these rides as a teenager, it was uh, just a really great detailed ride with a lot of things to look at time and time again. Now, sometimes when a favorite attraction gets closed, you wonder why, but I remember visiting Horizons during its final years of operation and being able to literally walk right onto the ride with no line. So it seems like that was probably a good indication that modern audiences just did not like spending time on a 15-minute slow-moving ride through some space and desert scenes, which is kind of a pity because we're slowly losing a lot of the things that defined the Disney theme parks from the 60s on up through... Um, you know, the 80s and, and 90s until they started shutting down a lot of these rides and replacing them with, you know, high-speed car rides and things like that. Well, the audio I've got here today came from a friend of mine who runs a website called Disney World, and that's spelled with a Z, D-I-Z-N-E-Y, world.com. He also has DisneyWorld.net. And on his website, he has video clips from Horizons, the original Journey into Imagination, and even a video clip of the old Skyway at the Magic Kingdom, um... And uh, the, the particular audio that I'm going to share with you today is from his Horizons video. He sent it to me so I could play it on the podcast. And it was recorded on a rented camcorder. And this camcorder is not in stereo, so this is not stereo recording. But it is an interesting look back at one of my favorite Epcot Center attractions. And one that, uh, well, there was a lot of folks putting up tribute websites and um, documenting the uh, demise of the attraction as they tore it down to build something new. So, let's take a uh, trip back, rewind your calendars to somewhere between the years 1983 to 1999, and let's take a listen to the original Horizons attraction. Now, as we enter the Horizons building, one of the things that we notice is that it's set up to look like some kind of um, futuristic airport or spaceport with various gates leading to different destinations. And there was a uh, real door you went through to one terminal and an always closed door that went to the other fictitious terminal. And as you walk through the hallways, there were several little displays, little mirrored um, kind of slide projection displays, and a voiceover promoting that exciting destination, which were the three different lands that the Horizons attraction visited, which was, um, I believe they were called Brava Centauri, was the space station, Mesa Verde, which was the deserts, and then there was Sea Castle, which was the uh, underwater research base. Brava Centauri, newest of the 
exciting Centauri series of space stations offers remarkably rewarding opportunities in diverse support locations. Come up to Space shuttles depart Another really interesting thing was inside the actual attraction were two IMAX dome theaters you'd pass through projecting different scenes. It was a very interesting thing to have an IMAX-sized screen inside of a Disney ride, and the IMAX website actually listed Horizons as one of the theater locations. Well, it looks like our shuttle's ready. Let's uh, enjoy Horizons.
here's a new kind of cityscape, the microprocessor, an entire computer on a tiny silicon chip. Crystals, inspired by nature, now engineered by man for an ever-growing role in microelectronics. space, oceans of minerals and food ready to fuel tomorrow's needs.
is my speed. Sports exercise in zero gravity. He looks like fun. It is once you get behind him. Well, there you have it, a little bit of lost Epcot. You know, looking back and listening to this audio really makes me miss the Epcot Center that existed during the early 1980s. And it was quite a different park from the Epcot we have today. In the early years, Epcot Center didn't even have any Disney characters in the park. Instead, there were, you know, robots and custom characters that they created specifically for Epcot. But later on, they decided that maybe people wanted to actually see Disney at a Disney theme park. 
It was my favorite uh, Disney World park for many, many years, and then I went back to enjoying the Magic Kingdom the best. Well, I guess uh, my only regret is when I went to Epcot Center as a kid, and I had a little Kodak disc camera, and I only took like two pictures in Epcot. One of Spaceship Earth, and I forget what the other one was, but I, I really wish I would have taken a lot more film photos during the early years. But, you know, these parks are going to be around forever, right? Well, maybe not. So, the next time you're there, take some extra pictures, shoot some extra video, because you never know when something you like, love, or hate, such as a classic early Epcot attraction like Horizons, is going to go away and never be around again. And on that note, I think it'll do it for me this time. So be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse over 25,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens and dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks here in the States. If you want to drop me a note, my email address is Alan, that's A-L-L-E-N, at DisneyFans.com, and you can also visit AnotherCrappyPodcast.com to sign up with our Frapper Map, which... We'll let you put a pin, and you can be one of literally a dozen listeners of this podcast that have gone ahead and taken the time to put a pin on the map and show everybody else where you listen to the podcast from. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 19, Horizons. Thanks for listening. Another crappy podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. Mm.